What's up, everybody? This is Phil Blazer, welcoming you back to episode three of the Soldier Cast. We got Ghosty, Bamsey, and James Smurf back today, so let's get right into it. All right, so the team came pretty hard with what they delivered. Uh, I think the last time we recorded was the day before the game launch, so Mm -hmm. we made a lot of predictions. I think a lot of it was over the top, considering what we received in the beginning. Not that none of what we said is going to come true. I think we were excited. I think we were early on what was being delivered. And and it makes sense because they have to make the game last. You know, they don't want to dump everything on us all at once. And this is also the first version of the official game launch. There's the V2 that's coming. And I think that's when we're going to see Clan Wars and the marketplace and battling the wool, getting into the watchtowers, that kind of thing. Yeah, so I would like to to praise the team for doing such an amazing job. Uh, Besides the fact that they listened to whatever the community has asked for, I I think they they did an amazing job integrating, uh, you know, the capacity for the mines because people were, were talking about them and they decided to just, display the the total capacity uh we we're not sure yet if they did implement the seven day weighted average i don't think so because we can still see 500 capacity so i'm guessing not yet yeah it seems like there's some things that aren't quite right with the game yet there's the um i know from the demo one of the things they really pressed was the fact that you had to have 100% capacity in order to get the max amount of rewards. But I'm also hitting mines that only have 15 and 20% capacity. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting more rewards in those mines with the same SP bunnies than I'm getting in mines that are hitting right on 100% with the same exact capacity. So maybe it's different this time around with the official game launch. Maybe Mm -hmm. I misunderstood because, you know, that's, that's part of the game is figuring it out. Yeah. As you go. So I'm not really sure exactly what's going on with that. Is it better for me to, you know, get into a mine that's not overly populated or should I still strive to hit that 100%? Yeah. The the way I heard someone explain it or one of the admins explain it is they were literally just saying, I think it was Bolzaro who responded to someone. He was saying how it's, it's just every mine has a naturally different amount of resources already in it. And he said it's calculated something about how it's calculated based on after, like it's after the fact how they figure out how much is going to be dispersed so like we thought it was gonna be a seven day weighted average but it might still be but they're just not like they're not showing us if you know what i mean it could be glitched for all for all i'm concerned but it could be wrong yeah i think a lot of what we have seen is i think the devs are under a lot more pressure than what they expected or at least they've changed stuff that we didn't know was it was supposed to be that way and they've changed it back like there's been lots of um lots of different cases of stuff being broken or not working properly and then fixed on the spot which puts a lot of pressure on the dev team yeah that's that's, that's perfect because they've been it's not like uh, the community doesn't let them know either i would say they even hag them sometimes like i'll see people just like like 50 people adding puffy like my thing isn't working this isn't working that isn't working what's going on and then like there'll be the mod like adding every single one of them telling them to just open a ticket and then they just have so much stuff to deal with they're definitely being hounded with work i can imagine yeah but we do have to appreciate the fact that they are working non-stop on issues however uh since the release at first we had the we we were told we were going to have the eight the 500 people capacity for the mines then the second day they removed it. Then the third day they re-added it because people were were unpleased with the fact that they couldn't see the capacity anymore. Um, it's important for them to listen to to what the community has to offer as feedback. But I think they're they're trying to turn it more into a game of the community and not a game that they wanted to design it. Like I think people are asking for too many changes and they are responding to those changes and i think they actually are are steering away from the initial plan yeah i actually wanted to agree with you on that because in the sense that i feel like of i don't know how susceptible they are to communities like you know what they want but i agree like they have really been changing everything based on 
their feedback from the community. I'm just wondering at what point do they like, do they, would they stop? Like when do they think, or when do we think they would stop? Cause I would imagine anything that's just absolutely game breaking, they would like turn down, but they have been like answering all of our requests. The only thing I've seen them blatantly say no to, which makes a lot of sense is the auto assigning. Like there was a huge argument a while ago <laughs> about people talking about auto assigning. Like it's a game. Why would you auto assign it just but yeah that's the only thing i saw him turn down and it, and it made sense so yeah especially after playing the demo you know they they did try to accommodate some things that the community would give as feedback after a while you know it was nothing that was immediate if enough people said something over a long enough period of time then they would try to address it it seems like now that there's so many more people in the game they're trying to accommodate everybody's request and and a lot of the requests are the same so you can't you can't say it's like they're trying to reestablish a bunch of different requests it's it's usually the same request strung out across several people yeah but um i think at some point they're going to have to put their foot down about what exactly is going to stay and what exactly is able to be changed Mm -hmm. because we're going to run into issues where the community is going to feel like anytime something's not working the way they want it to work it should be changed Yeah, yeah and all all it takes is one person to drop an idea and the others will just follow instantly like the same with the auto claim rewards come on like <laughs> well it's like the lazier you the lazier the request the more people that are going to jump on mm-hmm. yeah yeah it seems like like people are expecting to just buy the money and then <laughs> that's it welcome yeah, to the turn. game and then so. you get money it will, wait it's not working like that i mean yeah. you gotta put some <laughs> effort in it you gotta play it you Mm -hmm. gotta you know find out the different mechanics tactics that we can use in order to increase those those rewards yeah but again the game is designed both for people who play it who want to play it and for people who don't have time to play it so they just assign and to whatever mine and that's it they come and collect and that's it Mm -hmm. i was talking to james the other day about this this very situation about how people are expecting this game to just be full fledged right from the get-go and he kind of talked about how we're basically still in the demo stage Mm. james yeah (laughs) people are (laughs) expecting it at the minute to literally be the full-fledged game as it's coming out but as you see hot fixes and things going wrong and then being fixed this isn't even stuff that you just see in nft staking and nft games this is something that happens in in the game industry in general a new game will come out and you have day one patches you have one week patches daily updates on stuff that just changes out of nowhere and yeah people get really scared by this changing all the time when there's not really much to be scared about because it it happens in every industry in games yeah like it's it's crazy i mean i feel like people people think this is any different i mean i guess i get you're putting your money into it but just like any game you're paying for you know what i mean paying for entrance so well, and- they're, they're gonna have to fix things you know what i mean like it's inevitable they're gonna have to always send out past notes fix out fix what they messed up you know so people shouldn't be really afraid it should i would say be happy that they're actually still working on it i mean there's games that came out where they drop it it's trash and it's never touched on because they don't have time, you know what I mean? So Yeah, and you consider the fact, the number of people that they're, we're assuming they're working with, I'm, I'm going to say maybe 10 max. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. And you're talking also about major video game companies that still have to do this with huge staffs. So the fact that they're, be able, they're able to get as much done as they can with the staff that they have and what they've delivered, I mean, I'm pretty satisfied with the output I don't expect to be able to, I'll give you an example. Yesterday I staked four bunnies in one mine, hit soul, and I had 0.08 soul just for that one mine with four bunnies. All I had to do was put them in that mine and collect my reward. I mean, that's not much to complain about that. Mm Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I mean, think about it. If you have, let's say, I don't know, thousand, thousand plus SP power, I mean, you, you're definitely getting some rewards. You, you can't expect to have it with one bunny or two for, let's say, lower SPs. But in time, in time, that, that's going to change because everything that comes up in the game is only going to add value and power to the bunnies, regardless of uh, whether it's land purchases, clans, and stuff like that, I think we're still going to have some bonuses. Like if you're part of a clan, uh, your um, SP power would increase by 1.1% per day, let's say, or 
similar stuff like that. Or if you're owning a piece of land, it's going to improve the SP power you gain by an additional 1%. So we have all these, these features that they could contribute to increasing the SP power. And then at some point, people will be pleased with their rewards. Well, even tonight, uh, as we record this, there was an issue that a lot of people were reporting with the graphical user interface where there was, you know, the, the bunny selection screen when you get ready to assign your bunnies was elongated. And you it was just a graphical error, but the way it was happening you could not select the bunnies that you wanted to assign and they were pretty quick about i mean just a few minutes ago right before we started recording they had already stitch had already put out something saying that they had repaired it and another thing they're really good about doing is making up for that time that was lost so they're they'll usually compensate you in some way for anything that went wrong yeah that's true um so guys let's talk a bit more about the clans because i feel like this is our main topic for today. Yeah, literally release day. There were some things yeah. we didn't expect that popped up on the map. So we all knew there was going to be a marketplace, but I didn't expect to see it mm-hmm. already placed on the map. Yeah. Um, we also had the Oracle Bunny that showed up a little later and then the Wolf on the map. So what are, what are your guys' takes on that? The Wolf showed up like very early. Like he showed up on the, at least for us, the 16th, like the day after the game came out. And everyone was, everyone everywhere was so confused and, and interested in it. I mean, I was too. And we figured out now that it's a boss wars where multiple bunnies are going to have to become united and get valuable loot from defeating it. But everyone was so like... Do I stop? Do I not stake my bunny? Am I going to have to interact with them tonight? Do I have to get a clan so we could take them down? Like, I loved it. Like when I saw it, I was I was like looking everywhere on the map, pressing everything, <laughs> trying to see if I could figure out how to deal with this massive ass wolf on the screen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember for the first for the first couple of days of staking, I kept one of my lowest SP bunny just unstaked for about three, four days and that expecting something to pop up on the map that we could interact with. And it just didn't. And there's so now we know more about it. It's kind of obvious now that it'll well, cause there'll be events that they don't expect people to not be staking their bunnies. But it was funny to just, I know a lot of us didn't stake bunnies for a while, just, yeah. just in case. Yeah. I was just about to say, it's kind of crazy, right? Like I, I'll, a lot of us were under the assumption that we were going to have to keep a bunny just safe so we could you know interact with anything that pops up on the map and instead they just kind of teased us they put it on the map but you know there was nothing to interact with really yeah but they, they did say uh, you should keep a bunny on the side like they did it on purpose oh yeah they trolled us <laughs> yeah, <that's>, yeah. <laughs> you should keep a bunny on the side because you might want to assign it somewhere else maybe mm-hmm. a random mine pops up or something like that yeah but yeah, yeah like the first three days I didn't even I didn't even stake one of my bunnies I, I didn't even mine all my bunnies because I was afraid that something was going to happen or something was going to pop up and then when the wolf was there I didn't even want to put my bunny in a mine that was around the wolf because I'm thinking oh is he going to eat me while I'm in the cave like <laughs> yeah. what is going to happen if I he's here for a reason he looks ominous yeah. I'm going to mm-hmm. go to another island I'd rather stake my bunny on the island with the bunny skulls than next to this wolf <laughs> yeah I guess in retrospect they're just doing a lot of foreshadowing for the story and just what's can, what's to come so oh, yeah. I guess they love cool. mystery as well which they play yeah. into that it's cool yeah the the thing is with the game they released we know they are going to release player versus environment mechanic which is the boss wars we Mm -hmm. know we're going to have uh player versus player which is the clan wars we don't we know we're going to have explorations i mean what more could you ask it's like every single game or let's say a combo of games into one i mean the the potential of the the potential is basically limitless right mm-hmm. yeah and but so then you also you also have the mysterious messages the boxes the mystery boxes that are going to be popping up and then the oracle bunny made a late appearance yeah yeah the oracle bunny is going to be lit like he's going to take all our carrots <laughs> think about it you have to pay him carrots in order to get hints or not maybe hints but more to like tips in the game what what do you want to do what you want to where you want to mine or maybe even give us missions 
like you you could have missions for the mystery boxes or something similar you know i venture to say that the oracle bunny was the most hyped up part of the the potential things on the map for a majority of the demo and the start of the game everybody was just i mean even in our previous podcast we spent a good amount of time theorizing how the oracle bunny would come into play for discovering new land and whatnot so i think the oracle bunny is going to be a big deal for sure like i'm sure it's going to be bigger than any of us think or at least in my opinion that's what i feel like it's probably gonna I think of him as like one of those jailhouse snitches on the first 48. <laughs> like you're gonna have to pay him some hustle. He's hustling you for your carrots. Yeah. To get some information. With, he's the soda land hustler. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Outside info. Oh man. So then, then we, we have, have the marketplace. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, we have the marketplace. Now that's where the stuff gets interesting. I mean, what do you think we can buy? I mean, I'm thinking like equipment for for the bunnies. I'm thinking uh, equipment for the clans. I'm thinking scrolls maybe with secret missions. I don't know. Something like that. Maybe. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think we're going to see a few items that are going to let us be able to increase our SP. But the fact that they're holding off releasing the marketplace makes me think that it's going to have a link to um it's definitely going to have a link to clans you're going to have to be able to buy items there for clans or and not only that but i wonder if the marketplace is going to be a one-way thing because it's not a shop it's a market markets usually mm-hmm. kind of go back and forth money-wise yeah so i saw a post by i don't remember if it was ic or natuk in the chat earlier and he mentioned that it was buy or sell in the marketplace and so it kind of alludes to the fact that you'll be able to trade your items in kind of like ghosty was saying on the last podcast about how he was hoping that the items that you get you would be able to exchange them or possibly move them if you can sell them back then i would assume that you could use them on whatever bunny that you choose to use them on Mm -hmm. yeah i think all we have yeah i mean i think all we have confirmed did i mean have they said that you can buy like specific items for your bunnies like that's something that's been given to us no told literally at this point they've just said we can get items not what they're gonna be so then the only two things that we know for sure that we can get from the marketplace are buildings that clan can get and the clan badges right those are the only two things that we really know we can for sure get yeah Yeah, so not even that maybe (laughs) that leads us to the watchtowers which when the game first started there was only a few and and more showed up as the time progressed and we had no idea exactly what they're going to be used for we had some speculation about it because they were all pointing one direction where they were positioned on the map but we really didn't have any idea what the watchtowers were going to be used for other than discovering the land that was the obvious right but we didn't know what land was going to be discovered and what you were specifically going to do with that land Uh, so now that we know that they're part of the clans and uh, the clan wars mechanic we we assume that you're gonna have to assign bunnies to those watchtowers and and some sort of a raffle let's say i don't know maybe the highest sp bunny in that tower would receive a badge or maybe even a mission which the community has the fund in order to to receive that badge so i'm, I'm thinking the the towers it themselves are neutral to some point and then they become let's say occupied or or part of that clan uh i think we know from so we got a huge announcement about just all things related right and just one of the things we, we've learned from it is that when you're going to the watchtowers to buy things i'm pretty sure it's whoever is paying the largest amount of solar land tokens right because I, I don't think, think it's ba- i don't think it's based on sp is it or uh, is we it- got we got a um I think in just normal chat, or it might have been an announcement, we got a mention that the mines, not the mines, the um, clans aren't going to be, the watchtowers aren't just going to be a raffle type based thing. It's going to be a, does literally dozens of clans can be made. If you if you put bunnies in that tower, you are going to be able to form a clan. But I think to be able to form that clan, you're going to need to have some form of backing from the community already. To yeah. have people put Swordland tokens in to back you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, real quick, I, I got I was scrolling through the announcements here as I was trying to get back on what we were about to start talking about the clan system, and I saw something that I just have to point out because I loved that they did it. It was something very simple, but they started adding the glow to the mines whenever it's time to claim your reward after yeah, your stake. I like it so much because I don't want to have to write down what mines I went in the night before and then try to keep up the next day with 
what mines I went into to claim. I like that I can just look at the map, see which mines are lit up. It was a very simple feature that they added that made the game that much better. Yeah, and for someone like, you know, you who has a full wallet and you dispersing your bunnies over a potential 10 mines if you wanted to, that's probably, it's so helpful. I remember when it first came out, though, some people were freaking out. They were like, guys, guys, what's happening? The mines are glowing. Something <laughs> crazy my, is happening. Why is my mind glowing? <laughs> the, the wolf is in the mine. Yeah, like everyone was just making the most absurd theories. Like, this mine is getting 100 soul tonight. I know it. Like, <laughs> I got deep <laughs> We struck gold, literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, maybe we discovered some NFTs in those mines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, not, not quite yet. Not, not yet. quite yet. No, eventually. Unfortunately, but we will. Yeah, exactly. What, what just came up into my mind right now with the towers, so... Maybe those badges that the leaders receive or, or the, the, the assigned people receive in order to form a clan. What if there is um, some sort of, of list, let's say uh, a tab in the menu that they're going to have where you have all the clans and then people can go in there and choose whichever clan they want to fund. Would, that's would probably, that make sense? Like, Yeah, I was just going to, that's probably part the, exactly what it's going to be, right? I mean, there's no way to assign yourself to a clan that's not created. So if yeah, what the so announcement it, says. Yeah, it's like going to be a list of pending clans, mm-hmm. or pending yeah. creation. And then you have, I don't know, for example, for um, SOG clan, you have to pay a fee of 10 sold land tokens in order to contribute to the development of the clan or for jacks or for whatever clan there is out there so people will start you know investing in that specific clan that they want to be a part of and based on when that clan is has reached the 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 required amount of Solderland tokens to be created, then the members will receive those badges for for being the members. Yeah. So th- yeah, there's like there's a lot of room for interpretation. Really, like we could go on and on about like, exactly how it works, but in the end, we're just gonna have to wait for the real information to be shown out to make decisive actions on how clans are gonna be made and whatnot. Because we've been, we're always left in you know we know how the announcements work. It's just cliffhanger cliffhanger and cliffhanger so until we get like real true info we gotta you know keep waiting that's the mo of of the mod team for sure right it's Mm -hmm. we're gonna release this information but you're gonna be more confused after you read it (laughs) than you were before you read it not even knowing anything about it (laughs) yeah because you're reading through this clan announcement and it's all very exciting uh, my wife was standing over me while I was trying to read it and she was saying, well, what does it say? And I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I've read it twice and I still don't understand <laughs> what it's trying to tell me. I'm going to need you to go away so, so I can read this. <laughs> you need but, like uh, major interpretation skills. To understand. Yeah, and then I had to come back to her, you know, after I read it a third or fourth time and I'm like, look, you're going to have to read this. I know you don't play the game, but you're going to have to read this and we're going to have to discuss exactly what they're talking about. And so it yeah. starts out because it starts out talking about how, you know, you're going to have to be, the towers are going to be an integral part. Every one of the exploration towers on the Solarland map is crucially important. And that's how you're going to discover the lands, which we already kind of thought that was going to be the case. We didn't know that the case was going to be that it was the clan lands that were going to be discovered. And that, that brings up a few thoughts in and of itself. Can only one clan be on a land or they separated islands? How many clans can there be? How many clans can fit on an island? You know, there, that's just in the first paragraph that they launched. Yeah, I mean, we could have different different islands or maybe different, let's say, patches from an island that would make sense. Like, imagine when we had the demo. We had the whole map, but we only could see one piece Ma- of it. Like, the rest was fog. So I'm the guessing fuck? there is a land... <laughs> Uh, or an island just like the others except it's going to be a bit bigger maybe and each clan is going to discover their own you know little patch of uh, of land and then once you develop like once you build the base once you upgrade it and stuff like that it's going to act as a uh, an beacon that's going to enlarge the area that you're you're actually able to to see around your clan yeah that links up with the um, the idea that we saw 
One of the idea, what they said earlier about clearing clouds that was announced what feels like years ago now, but they announced that bunnies are going to have to explore through through regions to reveal what's there, which maybe we could start to see that with these watchtowers and clans. Maybe we're having to actually select a location to found clans. There's so many unknowns yet again. Well, we talked about on an, on an, on an episode past where we were discussing how the discovery zones were going to work. And were you going to actually travel through those discovery zones? Were you just going to stake and then suddenly the clouds would disperse? Do you do it with people? Do you do it by your on your own? Are other people going to be able to see what you see? How are the clan systems going to work? And we're starting to kind of get some insight on this because it says that with the exploration towers, there's going to be missions that are waiting for the players to carry out. But it's going to require a certain amount of Soderland tokens to even participate in that. So I'm under the impression that you're going to go, if you want to begin a clan, you're going to go to this tower, whichever tower you choose, and then you're going to pay your Soderland tokens in order to start a mission, which which is mysterious in and of itself, because what is the mission, right? Like, what are you, what is it going to entail? How do you accomplish it? And then is everybody's mission going to be the same? I mean, again, I think this is the the only way that this is achievable would be through a menu, for example, a quest tab, where you can see ongoing quests or or initiated quests. And then from there, you can go fund whichever quest you want, because otherwise it, it wouldn't it would mean that the game would have to be different from each a person's point of view and they they basically cannot do that because we're too many when you say yeah, so, talk, oh sorry when you no, say talk right about uh missions right and we're talking about from the watchtowers these are clan related missions right the ones that would be bought with Soderland tokens would be clan related so if that's true then I, I couldn't imagine that it would be something you can just opt in to do because imagine being uh, a clan jumper you know what i mean like you just opt into this mission you, you opt into that one wouldn't that mean you're a part of the clan if you opted into the mission by giving them tokens? I think this reads as these are individual missions for each person that's looking to start a clan. So anybody can join into the tower. And then when you join into the tower, you're going to be given a mission. And when you do that mission, however long it takes you to do it, um, maybe it's based on SP power of your bunny, right? Maybe you want to put your most powerful bunny or bunnies in that situation so that you can speed it up. Because didn't they say something in the past about you, you have the ability to speed up this process? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so it would make sense to have everything on a list, and then from there you'd be able to contribute in whatever way you want. If you want to assign bunnies, or you have to pay a fee, and then you can you you'll have the options to assign bunnies to that mission, or you have the option to uh, donate for for contribution for creation of a clan or uh, fund the mission. So st- uh, these these stuffs, the everything that you have to contribute will have to be under some sort of a list or a quest tab in order for everyone to be able to participate. And this way, you can participate wherever you want, whenever you want. No, the only hole I see in the idea of like doing it whenever you want and whenever you want is because... So we did just say that it's individual missions, but the mission is in order to create a clan. Is that what I'm hearing? Like you go to the Watchtower, you do the individual mission, and then you're eventually at the end of it, you would have created a clan. Yeah, we might, have, we might have to grab the sacred carrot to form a clan. Yeah, like who knows? And in that sense, if what if I decided that I saw 10 clans, because there's apparently dozens, what if I donated to each one? Am I in every clan? You know what I mean? So I know they said that you have to invite, but we don't, who knows if the donation or the community funded donation is going to be a public donation, because then if you're inviting the clans, how would a public donation work, right? Because it says after the clans created, you can then choose to invite who you want. But what if James, uh, you know, what if James wanted to join our clan, gave a public donation, but we just didn't invite him. So that's why I yeah. see public donations as potentially not being, it could, I mean, it more than likely will be something like that, but like having the choice to do whatever you want, I feel like that's not going to, that's not how it's going to end up being. Well, no, I tend to disagree because um, when you you invite people, they don't say you're going to invite people to contribute to your mission or to your clan development or you have to invite them to, we could say, guys, I'm starting a new clan in Solderland chat. I invite you to donate. Because they say that once they are they donate or once they 
they contribute to the development of that clan, they're going to receive the member badge. So you, you cannot offer yourself the member badge. They have to contribute and based on their contribution, they're going to receive that member badge. And I'm assuming it's going to be unique. So for example, if you receive a member badge from a clan, you're not going to be able to receive another one unless you either put it up for sale that could be also a thing in the marketplace. You could sell your badge. I don't want to be part of this clan. Whoever wants maybe to maybe pay a fee it. or something. Yeah, exactly. So why don't we go ahead and just, because it looks like it's kind of scattered out and may not even be in the correct order. And maybe it is. Yeah, I, You can never tell. But it talks about what we just touched on, that you will have to carry out a mission once you get to the tower. The community must fund the exploration towers and pay for the required amount of Soderland tokens, which will then enable bunnies to carry out research, whatever that means. And then it says whoever signs their bunnies to the exploration towers, they're going to be the ones who get the rights to form clans, whereas whoever makes the contributions on funding the exploration towers will get the clan member badge that provides them permission to join the clan. Mm. Like... I'm confused again, like even after reading yeah. it this time. <laughs> the thing is, it's up for so much interpretation, right? Like we, re- it's there's just so much to interpret. It's not we haven't gotten any. We've gotten the fundam the foundation, but we haven't gotten the fundamentals. If you know what I'm trying to say, like we know that you can donate, but who sets that donation? Like if it's us, if it's a certain amount, like let's say it's five hundred and there's 50 members, then you need a 10 donation from every 50 members to reach that limit, right? But what if who's choosing that limit of Soderland tokens to create a clan and who's choosing the donation amount to even join? Like it's just because what if someone just decides to fund it themselves? How so would, I think you know, I may have, I think I may have just had a thought real quick. Um, it looks like somebody, people are going to stake in the tower to form the mm-hmm. clan. And then yeah. there's going to be other people who come along and they can pay Soderland tokens to a particular person in that clan that's going to speed up their exploration. So whoever's donating the most Soderland tokens to a particular person in that tower, their discovery is going to be faster than the other people's. Because it says the towers will gain the right to form their clans, whereas whoever makes contributions on funding the exploration towers will, gl- will gain a clan member badge that will allow them permission to join an already formed clan. Yeah. I want to look at this from a, a tokenomics point of view for a second. What do we think is actually going to happen with those tokens that are used to farm clans or buy items? Are they going to be put back into the pool or the economy, or are they going to be burned? Well, taking in consideration the low supply, I doubt they're going to be burned. I, I mean, it could be, but that would... <laughs> Yeah, bring yeah, it down the supply point, intentionally. Be kind of wild. Yeah, at some point, the, the value of it is going to be huge, bro. Like, <laughs> imagine remaining, I don't know, 10 million out of the 30 because they founded clans and missions and stuff like that. So you only have 10 more million and oh, yeah. you you're, you don't even have the warrior souls or royals out yet. So <laughs> I don't I, mean, I don't think it's burnable. The tokens do divide in the account menu. The tokens do divide, I think, into into a decimal of three, which is quite a big division for it to go down by. If it wasn't, yeah. if they weren't expecting the tokens to be worth quite a bit, because I don't think many people would be bothered about um, seeing a tiny increase. A tiny, like they go with like, there we go. On my account, I've got seven seventy eight point five four zero Soderland tokens. I wouldn't, if they were expecting it to be worth pennies the actual token i wouldn't see why they'd go into the 0.540 range mm-hmm. like the fact that it go that it breaks up so well kind of hints towards it being higher value and maybe some mm-hmm. of it being burnt off yeah i mean is i mean i guess it, it would it's kind of realistic to have some of it burnt off to increase value right i mean it creates rarity for the token itself and if it's if it's infinite like if it's just going to be constantly recycled then what's the value in it well not necessarily because People can choose to hold tokens and not release them in any sort of way, mm-hmm. not fund missions, not fund clans. So they're going to stack their tokens. And we we also know that these tokens go into decentralized exchanges at some point. They're going to be published there. So you're going to be able to exchange them for whatever currency like Sol or even Magic Carrots or even in between Magic Carrots and Solderland tokens. So I, I, I wouldn't think it makes sense to burn them since there's such a limited supply. But we do 
um, they do incentivize the the fact that people will hold those tokens because they will gain value. The more scarce the resources, the more value it has, right? And I mean, people who can stack up a, a pretty decent amount of Solaran tokens, they're going to be very careful on spending them because at, at some point the token is going to the moon because of the low resources that we the low supply the, yeah the low, low supply. supply yeah so there's there's also there was one thing that we were kind of confused on when we were first reading this and we were discussing it amongst ourselves about who was going to be selected in the tower how do they make selections for who gets to create the clan we and we had discussed is it going to be a raffle are they going to select multiple people how are they going to go about doing this and and Give credit where credit is due. Sometimes you have to go straight to the source. And Jar Jar did that in the chat. And he asked Puffy directly and said, you know, are the owners of the bunnies, which gain the rights to form the clans, going to be able to create the clans? And will they be able to invite their friends to join them? And Puffy replied right back to him and said, anyone who meets the desired requirements will be able to create their own clan. So yes, each participant can create his own clan. Well, I mean, it it depends because you couldn't have just a random uh, draft for the people that start clans, or maybe it could be, but that would mean that you would be able to, to exchange or trade that or sell that that badge that you get so this this could also in, increase the the tokenomics value because you will be able to take that badge and you're going to be able to put it on a marketplace for, for example if you don't have let's say uh, 10 or 20 people that would most likely contribute to your your cause or your clan you're just going to put it up for sale in the marketplace and then someone else can come and buy it and fund their clan you know or you can even send it to someone else i mean it 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 could be in multiple ways designed but i think it's not random and in my opinion i think it's based on whether it's sp power on the amount of bunnies or if the amount of bunnies is equal then they're going to move up to the sp power in order to decide but who knows it's all speculation. Yeah, I was just kind of more concerned about how is the selection going to be made? Is it going to be a contest of one versus many, or is everybody going to have the opportunity? And, he, and Puffy even answered that question as well when it was brought up. He says, you can create dozens of clans from one tower. So yeah, it's just like, a little more reassuring to me because uh, let's be honest, we there's multiple clans out there. The two most prominent at the moment being SOG and Jax. And I'm, I, know the, I know the membership level of SOG. I can assume the membership level of Jax, and they're both over the 50-person limit that they're saying is going to be required for clans. And that kind of throws a wrench in, in whatever both of us were planning. It doesn't really matter at this point. Either clan has well over 50 members. So that kind of brings up a situation of maybe everybody jumped the gun. Yeah, that's true. At the same point, time we kind of we took that into account at some point so we know that the clans may be with a limited number of members i i I understand that this could you know um cause um a bit of concern because people will be willing to be part of that clan and since there's a limited number they might not get in how how are we going to select those people for the clan or how are they going to get selected for the clan um but it does actually make sense that you would have just 50 people because we know that if you have 50 people you're most likely going to be able to fill up a mine like if 50 people in one clan have 10 bunnies that would add to 500 which is the maximum capacity of uh, a mine right that we know of at this point so it would it would make sense to have 50 at first, but then again, they say you can increase that. So I'm, I'm guessing that based on your, let's say you have SP power, but then you have also the clan power. So based on your clan power, you might be able to increase that number with time. One thing I find interesting about the idea of increasing the capacity of a clan is that who genuinely knows how beneficial that'll actually be. Like if you're planning on dispersing clan rewards or rewards from clan wars, throughout the entire clan if the rewards stay the same then the clan's only dispersing it it's getting more thin you know what i mean who knows like if i guess it really depends who you're inviting right 
who knows how important it would be to have a bigger clan because it could potentially be work that a small clan could be just as effective of a big clan if they have the same means that the bigger clan has. You know what I'm trying to say? Like if the small clan had the same resources a bigger clan had, it could be more effective and more people would be getting more rewards. Yeah, I, I agree. But again, it's power of the majority. So if numbers matter and they did say that matter like numbers matter all the way because it's a community and we all have to work together so the more the numbers i think the better because you could only fill one mine with 50 members let's say but then what if you have i don't know three mines on your territory how are you going to fill them i mean you can't basically fill them all so you're going to need more people to fill them in yeah i I think it's it it makes sense that the 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 amount of people uh, would increase the chances or would increase the the rewards that we get because you have one mine but remember if they are going to keep this seven day weighted average th- that is going to increase over time because we can let's say uh, uh, how should I say it we can uh, what's the word Cut them. That's a word. <laughs> no, that's not a word. <laughs> so we can yeah, do that intentionally on purpose. We can overfill the mine on purpose in order to increase the the weighted average for the next week so you could fit more people because you'd have more people in the clan. But then yeah, again, but are the we, rewards gonna stay the same? That is the yeah, well, exactly. yeah, that's true. I don't think they're going to be they the won't. same rewards. Yeah, no. it's confirmed it, they won't. We know that yeah. there's going to be different rewards per mine, and we've yeah. already seen it, it right it, with people who have gotten like Field earlier said he's been in a mine with less percentage and gotten more rewards. I mean, everybody's so confused about that, but it's just the simple fact that some mines will have more stuff than other mines. Well, even to play off of that, there's the fact that, and I'm not going to name them for the sake of the game, but there's two mines I know for sure that haven't changed the entire game. There's one that's had soul in it the entire time, and there's one that's had magic carrots and soldierling token in it the entire time. And when somebody first brought it to my attention, I thought, well, maybe it's just a glitch on their end. Maybe it's just something that's happening for them. And I gave it a run, and sure enough, it, that's what it was. And yeah, I was under the I impression it was supposed the- to be that way. Yeah, exactly. Same. I was too. Just just based on the demo, right? We all thought that everything was going to switch around. But who knows? Maybe this is just their first week testing. I mean, this is the, like James said, this is basically what some people would consider the beta of the game, even though the demo's already been out. We are still like, you know, everything is being added here and there. So the learning process. Right, and I wasn't trying to say that I 50 clan member limit with the way SOG and Jax has things currently set up is going to not work or it's going to be impossible. I'm just pointing out that it's going to be interesting to see what kind of methods are going to be brought up out of this situation. I think that, and you know, I would even venture to say that some of these decisions on how clans were going to work may have been based on the fact that we started clans so early. Yeah, leading clans in the sense of what it's looking like it's going to become, it's going to be an extremely, like, you're going to need strong leaders to be able to pull this off like to be able to manage different clans that you're not actually in you need a strong just from experience of clans and stuff you need a strong chain of command and an insane amount of trust to be able to hand off hand out rewards and distribute between uh different clans because you could have sog one sog two all the way through whatever and then same with jack same with rewards I don't know if Bunny Tunes is still about, but being able to organize different clans in the game to the same Discord server, it's going to require an immense amount of manpower, essentially. Yeah, that's well, just the, the logistics, right? The logistics yeah. of trying to manage the clan you're in, the clans other people are in, and, and, and this is all still speculation. We have no idea. Now, it does say at the bottom of the document that there's going to be a more detailed document on Clan Wars that are coming out and we'll be able to have a more detailed conversation whenever that comes out. We'll actually be able to speak, hopefully if it, as long as it's a little more transparent than than this announcement, we'll be able to speak a little more on how things will work and how things can be organized. Yeah. I was just excited that they had the announcement though. Yeah, I agree. We should, we should wait. I mean, it's normal that we can speculate, 
but we should wait to see the, the, the details of it in order to make a further decision along the way. Now, now they do uh, say that, well, just real yeah. quick, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I was just going to point out the last few things about it that's, that are almost the most important. So they say that you'll be able to increase the capacity of your clans from 50 members by adding buildings and buying buildings to your clan members. The clan wars are going to be divided into seasons, which are going to last two weeks. And then it says that only the clans that complete the seasons in the top three are going to be the ones that receive the reward. And then if you're wondering what the rewards are going to be, it's a pretty hefty bounty because the first season, the winner is going to claim 100 Solana. Yeah, yeah so it, it's crazy. We know that they, they announced in the white paper that it's going to be a grand prize of 10K. So this 100 Solana is one of them because if Solana it would reach 100 then it would be 10k right <laughs> and well then additional it, additionally to that there's also a looting mine that only the winner of the clan wars can go in yeah hell what's gonna that, be in that that it, it's crazy i mean maybe mystery boxes mystery boxes maybe items for the clan development maybe uh, nfts who knows <laughs> a lot of stuff is you know could be given who knows but getting on to the clan part a bit i feel like we should talk about what we got going on with sog uh i think phil blazer you should start with the treasure hunt because it's the most yeah so we don't really want to just kind of praise the sog because that's not what that's not what we're trying to do here so basically what it is is it's a treasure hunt that some people within the sog community decided to put on for everybody uh it doesn't really have anything directly linked to sog other than the fact that there was the people that were within that community that came up with it anybody can participate in this treasure hunt, it doesn't matter if you own an NFT, you don't own an NFT, if you've never even heard of an NFT, anybody anywhere can participate in this treasure hunt. And basically what it's going to be is we're releasing blog posts every Friday, and each one of those blog posts is going to have some details. Some of them will be obvious, some of them may be a little less obvious, and in those details will be tips on how to solve this treasure hunt. And it's going to be a web-wide type hunt where you're going to be sent to do certain things on the internet and there's going to be four checkpoints and once you reach a certain part of the hunt you will have a job to do which will be to report back to us on our twitter account and once we verify that you've gotten to where you need to be we will release the password to move on to the next step and behind the checkpoint you will find the seed phrase for a wallet so there's going to be four checkpoints and four wallets there will be random rewards in each wallet ranging from soderland token magic carrot or soul up to a value of 0.25. As you progress through each checkpoint, you'll work your way to the grand prize wallet. And what we have in the grand prize wallet is a 90 SP bunny, which is featured in the flyer. We have one soul, we have 50 Soderland tokens and 10 magic carrots. So it's a, it's a pretty hefty prize for participating in something that just requires you to use a little bit of brain power. Mm-hmm. And we don't benefit anything from it. It's just to promote the Solarlink community. Yeah. It's yeah. a good way to get in, in the sense of if you are the person who wins this, being able to have that one bunny, 10 carrots, and 50 tokens, just that's just the massive prize. That brings yeah. you up to speed with the majority of people who have been mining throughout this week with people that even mm-hmm. have eight, nine, ten bunnies. Yeah, not yeah to it's basically a starter pack, bunny. right? Yeah, yeah literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For not free. to mention with the one soul, you can snatch a bunny from the marketplace as well. Mm-hmm. So you have Yeah, you can to... almost get you get you a second bunny. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, worth your time. So everyone should be checking cool. that out. Part of the idea behind it was yeah, we keep <laughs> just keep doing it. Uh, <laughs> part of the idea behind it originally was to help promote the Soderland project and to so what do you see on Twitter if you're in the NFT space what do you see on Twitter all the time shit posting shit posting like follow retweet and we'll give you a board eight Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, really, dude? Like, that's all I got to do? And you're going to give me, you know, 500 Ethereum? Like, it's just yeah. not realistic. With the treasure hunt, it's that same thing, but it, it because there's so much, you, you can see from an outside perspective that there's been a lot of work put into it. There's a website that's been created. There's blog posts that are going on with it. There's checkpoints and wallets and posts. And there's there's some work that's been done behind the scenes that requires a little more than making a tweet. And I think the people who 
are into those kinds of things might be a little more apt to get involved, to, to follow and participate, and then actually get an NFT and be able to participate in the game. It's more to bring people who aren't in the community into the community, but I'm fine with whoever finds it. Yeah. No, I agree. And what's also interesting is that in some sort of way, we we tried to base this off of the prequel of Solderland. So how did we reach Solderland? Why did the the resource uh, depletion on Earth, why they have to work with the bunnies? So we, we kind of wanted to, to put out a story, in our opinion, or in our vision, how it became Solderland. So... It would be a pretty good story. I think we yeah. nailed a bit. I mean, we were told by the devs that it's the story, like, you know, before it's all up for interpretation. Am I wrong? Like, they said that it's a, it's a story that we can create ourselves. They, yeah, they were I reached out in to them. I reached out to them and asked them for permission because, you know, this is their project and they have a storyline that they've created. And, and, you know, we don't want to impose on what they have going on. So, I was sure to reach out to them to make sure that they were okay with it first. And let me preface this by saying none of us are authors. Mm-hmm. This is just something that we're doing to try to encourage growth in the community. I'm sorry if the story totally sucks, <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, the story but isn't the main doesn't. function. <laughs> yeah, But it doesn't. I mean, for, for us... It, for us, it's a huge accomplishment. I mean, I, I love the idea. I, I think we, we did pretty good with the story so far. And yeah, it, I think we're doing a good job. I mean, for us, it's fun. For us, it, it's, it gives us a sense of accomplishment. Whether it's good or not, it doesn't really matter. But for us, it's it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, who cares if the story sucks? You're going to walk away with a bunny if you and, solve it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So right. I think that pretty much wraps up a lot of what we wanted to talk about. I mean, obviously, we could sit here for another six hours and still not even put a dent and everything that they have going on or or, the, or some of the issues we may or may not have with the game or whatever you want to talk about. But for the most part, you know, we just kind of wanted to hit on what, the announcement about the clan system, what they're what we're kind of speculating to expect off of what they told us. And did you guys have anything else that you wanted to add to that? Yeah, I was thinking maybe we should do another live stream maybe after the podcast is released so we could do like a quick AMA session here from the community what what questions they have because try to answer them. We definitely didn't uh, cover everything. So I think this this would be uh, beneficial for the community so they can come and ask questions on, on live and we can answer them. Yeah, yeah the and- best time to answer questions is on live streams too, you know what I mean? It's just right then and there. Anyone can ask any question they want, really. Like we said many times, this is like a community effort. This is not just about our clan. So we're trying to answer everyone's questions like we want everyone to understand what's going on here so we can have a nice and fun game in the future and we're also open to suggestions if you have any idea on how we should proceed in terms of clans and how to split 500 people into groups of 50 you're more than welcome to tell us (laughs) but um we're we're expecting um to have a definite answer or uh, we expect to be sure once we receive the full documentation on on clans because we we did decide earlier um not earlier but we always took things before they were released and we did something with them so now i think it's it's time to take a step back and wait for all the details to be out there and then make a decision based on that yeah we need to be reactive and not proactive for once mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like I, just you know, in this case <laughs> yeah 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 I, I, I can totally understand that i think we're in a situation most recently where we realized today that we're missing the forest for the trees we're kind of blindsided with these rose colored glasses of all of the positive that we feel like we're doing for the community. And me and Ghosty were actually talking earlier today about how maybe we do need to take a step back a little bit because we really need to focus more on the entire Solderland community as a whole than than just one server or just one clan or because it's kind of starting to turn into a thing where there's it's it's becoming personal for some people. I, yeah. I'm not, it's not personal for me myself. I, I, I love everybody in the community. Uh, that's why I got into this game. I want to help 
as many people in the community as possible. But I, th- I think we need to start trying to check the personal attacks and and the the banter, at, le- at least the the malicious banter. Yeah. Start trying to check it at the door anytime anytime it comes up regardless of of whose it's coming from because i mean let's just address the elephant in the room there's already starting to become this nemesis attitude yeah with within the community and that doesn't do any good for anybody i'm not saying that two people have to be forced to get along what i am saying is for the benefit of the community it's probably better that we don't try to slander people am i right yeah (laughs) i I, I just i thought you're I just think that some people, like you said, are taking it too personal, but it's becoming more of like a, like they're, they're, what's the point of bringing such toxic negativity to the chats? Like, and I'm not, it's no, it's no one person. It's no one clan. Everyone's rising to each other's comments, but like, you know, we all want to have fun and we don't want to make the game solely about our, our problems with each other, even if it's just banter, like. You know, it has to stop at one point. So on yeah. our side, we know that it's done for. Like, there's no point anymore of continuing it. And uh, I what, think I haven't seen anyone actually in the last in the day, maybe anyone have any problems with each other. I think the the devs actually finally addressed it, just saying, you know, everyone calm down. <laughs> Toxicity has to stop a little bit. And after that point, you know, I think we're on a good track finally. So yeah, just yeah, gotta keep I, all that negative energy out of the at least out of the holder chat. Like it should not be in a place where like some people don't even want to be involved with clans or some people aren't. And it's not fair to have them constantly be seeing people's beef that they don't even have any, you know, point in like, you know, it's a holder chat for a server for NFT. Everyone wants to be in there to come communicate about the NFT, not about personal beef and whatnot. Yeah, I agree. And, but we do need to tell everyone that whatever happened, uh, we just got carried away. We didn't expect it to turn out this way. We never intended it to turn out this way. It, we, it just got out of hand and we we went along with it, not realizing the more important things that we're, we're overseeing. So Yeah, and you're, you're referring to uh, the server that, that SOG built. It, and, and that's 100% truth. You know, we, we initially set out to create this clan and the day before the game launched, we had 50 people. And then two weeks later... You know, I don't want to say the exact number, but you know, we're it, it's a hefty number, and we didn't plan on it happening this way. It was an it was an organic experience, and we kind of got caught up in it, and we realized that it's it's it may be doing some harm to the Soderling community as a whole because and that, and like Vamsey touched on the whole reason I brought it up to begin with the. Solderland holders chat and the Solderland general chat is where the first place you land as soon as you get into the project and you're going to have a lot of questions. And before our clan was formed or Jack's clan was formed or anything about clans was formed, everybody was in that chat. And if anybody had questions, they were answered immediately. And that took a, I think that took a huge weight off of the Soderlin team's shoulders because then they could concentrate more on the game and less on what was going on in the chat room. And what, what happened by proxy, you know, we didn't set out to do it this way. It kind of siphoned, we formed, you know, our group, Jack's formed their group, uh, rewards and whoever else. And we kind of siphoned those people who were doing all the explaining and doing all the greeting and the, the commodity and all that, that we had and, and, the Solderland general and the Solderland holders, and we siphoned that away. And now we have these people who are showing up or just getting into the the project, and it looks like a desert. You know, there's hardly anybody in there, and the people that are in there are people that sound the same way we did when we first started the demo. Where do we go? What do we do? And now the devs are right back to answering those same questions that they've been answering for the last, what, two months now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's good that we'd realized this sooner rather than later and yeah yeah we want to bring the solar link community yeah, back together yeah sure. i miss the days when people would just you know it was just pure nice interactions with everybody and was answering questions that felt like such a good such a nice help <laughs> yeah yeah for sure but yeah. that's enough that's enough uh <laughs> whatever you want to call it right yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we, but you know that's pretty much it guys uh we, we want everybody to enjoy the game. And the only reason we're doing this podcast is to bring you guys information about it. We hope it helps everybody. There's not anybody that we want to exclude. Anytime you guys have questions, feel free to drop it in the comments. We have Twitter. We have YouTube. We put the podcast up on iTunes, Spotify, 
um, you can pretty much reach us on just about any social network. So yeah, you want to just of our is active in the main Sutherland Discord too. The majority of all of us are actually. So if you ever have questions, just drop them in there. Most likely, you'll get a good answer. Yeah, we're out. We're out to help everybody. This, regardless of what goes on in the servers, SolarCast is for the entire community, and we always aim to to be as objective as possible whenever we try to bring you guys this information. But with that said. Wrap up this episode. Yep. Catch you guys Thank later. You all. Yep. Bye Thanks, bye. everybody.